especially with my um, d- digestive issues that I've had. I don't know if the people want to know. But should we be well, sharing? Well, I'm not giving all that. Okay. Uh, this is why this right. sitting like this is actually comfortable. So, so Nina is squatting. Okay. And <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll end up sitting. That's shifting. Okay. Eventually. I'm just saying, you know, we got we got to make sure that people can hear. It's all, uh, it's all I'm concerned so I'm in here leaned in oh, like this. Oh, goodness gracious. Well. We're back together again. We're back together again. Oh. I don't like it when we take breaks from each other. Together forever. You think you're my heart in the real Okay. All right. All right. But just like a black person don't know damn words. Right. And it just, but you know the melody. <laughs> got the melody. <laughs> heartbreak yeah. for me. So, random. So, we said we were going to talk about the random stuff. Like the true random stuff today. So I went to Sama Sama, which is this um, kickoff that... Oh, no. No, it's not Jell-Off. It's uh, Asian <laughs> Island Pacifica Month. It starts okay. in May. Mm-hmm. So uh, Les and Sherry, um, two really cool sisters, uh, do this do this huge thing. It's the second year they've done it. And so it's it represents, you know, Asian and um, Asian, Asian American, Pacific Islander culture. Mm-hmm. And so there is this kickoff that happens at this new spot called Shopkeepers. Um, in D.C. on Florida Avenue. And so I go. Charles Jean-Pierre is part of the exhibition that's happening. It's going to be there for a week. And um, he introduces me to this this other cool sister. You know, she's a cool sister. And he's telling us how he basically had to proctor. Um, they, You know, he teaches. So they had to proctor a standardized test that they had. And... <laughs> He said he was he said he was doing prison exercises and I'm thinking push-ups and like what are you talking about? It's like, well right. no, when you proctor an exam, you can't have your phone, you can't you have to actually be focused because you gotta watch these kids. So he was sitting there trying to name all of the states and you know, name all the states. Oh. And so he's going through and then all of a sudden <clears throat> the sister he introduced me to was like, There's a song. I was just gonna say there's the a song. song. Right. And so we start singing. You know it? Yes. Me too. So we, you want, you want to sing it, don't you? You, you dying. You dying. Look at you. You're dying. So we start singing Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana. Yes. Iowa, Kansas, See, we Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire. How'd y'all do it? See, we get it new. We did like a little clap. It was like new. Hampshire, New Jersey, white folks. Uh, I was raised by white okay, folks. So what y'all do? It was very white. <laughs> <laughs> See, hers was very white too. So we sat there and we did this whole thing in the middle of the art yes, exhibition. I love and it. like legit had this black girl random ass moment, and it was the best shit ever. Oh. And she was like, "Yeah, I was like, we friends now. That's it. That is great." When oh I seen that song, people are like, "What?" See, I learned it in in. in for, I was in Miami in fourth grade and we did some play and uh, Mr. Maycox made us learn this song and we had to so do funny. And we had to do Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky. I mean like he made us do oh, all you these, did a whole Yo, he was, he was he was doing my, yeah, he was melodies wow. and Was he the music teacher? Mr. Maycox taught I don't even remember what he but taught. It was elementary school. It was so elementary he school. He was all over the place okay, and okay. he was like now playing with us like y'all going to learn these songs. Yeah, I learned so it to in this third grade. Th- yep. So to this day, that is great. I know. I mean, yeah. Unless we have, until we have Puerto Rico, I, I pretty much right. got him down. Right. My um my version of it is real cheesy. New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, no, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. Oregon, yeah. Pennsylvania. Like it's real. No, we we was like New Hampshire, New New Mexico, New York. North Carolina, North I'm here Dakota, for that. Ohio, and then we went on. Oh, see, he added some sauce. Oh to no, it, it was see, it was barbecue. In Wichita, Kansas, the, <laughs> the, the some of the meat goes. There's a lot of casseroles in there's a lot of my, and they probably have beans in them. So they got <laughs> peas and string beans in them because I know, yeah, y'all, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, already. Oh, know. <laughs> y'all, this is something in regard to randomness. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> I'm Kat. And I'm Nina. And we are back, child. Clearly, we come back with a bang. This is what we do. I mean, because we've gone from sprinter to summer, and my eyes are swollen, and I feel like I'm, you know, Froggy McFrog with the pollen count. Like, why not? Yeah, the pollen count is another level, and I made the mistake of 
not I, I guess I thought we were past the bloom stage. No. Duh, we're not. No. So I had the sunroof open in the rental, and I mean, I was living it up. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were doing. I, I sound been, like Serge up in here. I've been closed. I've been closed up and AC'd. This, yeah, I can't mess with this. I get, I get way too hyped. It got too a much. little warm, and it's I got too, too hyped. That's what it's happened. Too it's too much. That uh, was so much fun, that song singing. That was Because you look like you're about to burst. Like, you won't sing it. <laughs> like, wow, she lets me sing it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all and I'm she, corny, oh my yeah. god that was so much fun and charles was like what the hell is happening like, dude <laughs> and she's like you're the only she's like i have never met anybody else who knows this song I was and like, now where well. is she from did she she was from god where was she from because she was from i think new york yeah maybe it was new york but now she, did she sing it like you sang it she sang it the way you sang it okay yeah yeah i mean mr maycock wasn't playing clearly you had a whole other like we situation. had we had a little clap you know and we, we little you know we did oh, our thing oh that's so funny so we you know we break out of the whiteness throw a little black in there and oh, then break back in that's that was we great did. yeah well, i'm going to reinvent my version of the song what i know <laughs> and it'll meet you somewhere close to yours oh my god the, the, we're gonna meet at the tracks let me in the middle in the middle of the uh, yeah i mean honestly the, the, as much as we hated the song the best part was when we got to do the breakdown and we got the clap i'm sure because that because we was like new hampshire i mean we used to get into it that is so crazy that he added that much song yo he totally was like nah because i'd never heard the song before i'm a child of immigrants i'm like okay right, least, right, i don't right. know all the 50 states i don't really yes. know what this is about and he taught it to us. He was like, nah, we're going to do it this way. And Mr. Maycox was not playing. And he that made it. So and I just funny. assumed that everybody did it that way. And I actually, I've never met other people outside of my fourth grade class who know the song. So to be in my 40s and to remember this thing and to have that moment randomly at the Asian and Island Pacifica <laughs> art exhibit. Um, with these other Negroes. With, well, with these no. other ne- with these other like Negroes. Everybody. It was, I mean, and I, it was, oh. what, I think what was the most fun was that her friend and my friend were looking at each other like, what the hell are wrong with these two? But yeah. nobody stopped to do, nobody paid attention to us. We were just sitting there when we, oh, that was so much fun. Yo, that is hilarious. <laughs> that that just made my whole everything. The moments in black nerddom, like, don't get it twisted. Like, sometimes, yeah. you know, the, the, the weirdos find each other and it's a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. I was, it was a proud weirdo moment. I was really excited. And I'm definitely the weirdo of my crews, always. So and of course you know the fact that you did the song it's like right. the fact that when I saw your eyes glint I was like oh my god she might y'all know I wish song. we were recording that I lit up <laughs> I did I was like I know what she's talking about wait a minute I know this song and I feel the same way about <laughs> reading Rainbow and the Munchichi song when people talk about oh they know Munchichi yeah. and all the other the, that was my nostalgia okay so seriously childhood cartoon favorite theme song. Uh, I think that mine would have to be... Why is this not coming to the top of my head right now? DuckTales comes up right now, but that's not. It's Chilly Willy. Really? Yeah. The Penguin? The Penguin. Child. That little song is I'm so chilly, adorable. Willy, the Penguin. <laughs> You're not going to ruin it. I saw Chilly all the time. Hell, I hated that. Uh-huh. Yo, for me, it's it's Spider-Man. That joint okay. cranked. Uh, this is true. That this joint cranked, man. Yeah. And I was trying... So my... The youngest pumpkin, Io, loves Spider-Man. That's so great. And he's obsessed with it to the point where every time he sees me, hey, auntie, give me your phone. And he's three. No, he's four now. And I have a new phone. And he's like, uh, code, please. <laughs> Gets the code. And somehow on YouTube, even though he cannot spell, he can read some, but yeah. he cannot spell. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he's gonna find Spider-Man. He finds Spider-Man. So I was like, yo, do you know the original theme song? Because I talked to all of my pumpkins like they're adults. Of course. And he's like, what? I was like, the theme song. I was like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. So he was like, no. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you. So I showed it to him. He was completely unimpressed. You better train up a child in the way he should go. Look, I'm like, if you're going to be all about this Spider-Man homecoming, I need you to get this original you first. You in it or, or no? What you going to do? He is such a Spider-Man freak. It's fantastic. That but that, that theme song was like my favorite is theme song. Yeah, that theme song, the Chili Willy one stands out to me right now. I'm sure that there, I have other favorites and bests and whatnot, but that stands out right now. That one for me, um, I actually like the Woody Woodpecker theme song. Yes, too. I don't I know did. why. It had, it had a little swing to it. Although he used to annoy me some. He was a bit of a punk. He, he was, was a, a punk, yeah, right? He was, he was nasty. He was like, like why are you really snarky? Sad. Why are you... He eats wood. Like, I mean, what's he... What you gonna do? Who you gonna be? Like, so what else <laughs> he, gonna do? he was a lot, child. He was a lot. <laughs> 
But also it. the other like legit like straight up for real for real gem and holograms. Gem Steve. <gasps> oh, up. gem is excitement. Ooh, I never knew the word. I just knew the, the chorus. Fashion and glitter, fashion and fame, jam, jam is truly outrageous, truly, truly, truly outrageous. Oh, jam, jam, we're truly contagious, outrageous. Jam is all I can go. Right, because I, I was misfits. like, right, <laughs> we are the misfits. Our songs are better. We are the misfits. We're gonna get her. Yeah, no, you Why guys are haters, is what you are. Why do I know the misfits better than who's <laughs> better than you know jam? Because I just like the chorus part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to sing the hell out of that song, getting the... ready for for class. Yeah. They recently did a movie. And I did not watch it. I didn't watch it either. They replaced the little black girl or did something strange, and I was like, nope. Yeah, and it. I was like, first of all, I should have been in it. I could have been her. B of all, <laughs> like, I yeah, I heard it wasn't that good. I mean, it looked like it wasn't going to be that yeah. good. Like Which when I saw the trailer, I was excited, and then I was like, oh no, you mm-hmm. didn't. No, nope. y'all did a terrible job. Already. Gonna, I can already see. Mm-mm, nope, not yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, not gonna have it. That's unfortunate because right. that could have really been something. I mean, at least in the Riverdale series, you know, Josie's actually the leader of the Pussycats and she has, you know, speaking parts. So, <laughs> I mean, if Riverdale can make it happen, y'all could have done better. Y'all so. could have done better than this. So, that yeah. is awesome. Oh my God, yeah. That was that was a great moment in Black Girl Weirdness. It was... <laughs> Yeah. How could I forget you? And the thing of it is, is that if not for the podcast, that, that moment would not have been shared because I don't know that you can encapsulate it as right. effectively on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. Or, nope. You know, unless somebody had recorded it, it'd be like, what the hell are these two singing? Yeah. Yeah. And y'all know you, and let us know what your favorite childhood theme songs was. Cartoons specifically? I think childhood theme songs because okay. Electric I'm Company that yes, joint used to crank too. It really did. It really, Actually, really it was did. because of the theme song. I preferred Electric Company over Sesame Street. Yeah, and I can totally dig that. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's what's up. Um, Fraggle Rock was another one that I really. Oh enjoyed. yes, yes. Fraggle Rock yeah. with the hand clap. You know, anything with a hand clap makes me happy. If, yo, the hand claps come through. Yeah, I yeah. have friends, the Fuzz Band down in our area, um, <laughs> and their first album came out. Without boundaries back in like seventy six. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you say seventy six? It was a uh, seventy six equals just a long time. ago. Okay, all right. I was like, that's I, my default year for a while. Ago. Okay, okay. So and people are like, you weren't here to seventy nine. Don't worry about my because I was like, are you using it? Like, right. Yeah, I was confused. He's legit. So, um, but <laughs> some of our friends le- reading the linear notes. Mm-hmm. The, the liner, liner notes. notes. <laughs> the linear. You see me the moment I said it, I paused like that's not not the linear. What notes. you missed? I blinked and then brought it back. Right. It's the okay. liner notes. It's a lot. It's been a lot of blinking and coming back. So I don't even know if we're gonna talk about it. Today, oh but we my gonna see. gosh! But there were um, in the liner notes were uh, Tiffany Wright and uh, Wellington Boo Britt on hand claps. Like hand claps were like, they got credit. You should always get credit claps. for the hand claps. Hand claps matter. They all do. hand claps matter. This not is, all. No. no. This is why nope. we use them in conversation. All hand claps do not matter. This is true. We, we need to be careful. You're right. Because there's one a whole threes, lot of unseasoned meat around there's a here. Lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, mm. disrespectful hand claps going in the wrong direction. This is very true. Not on point. So This is very true. So there's yeah. a lot happening in the world. Yes. Sir. And as a result of a lot of the things happening <laughs> in the world, I, I so I recently come back to Twitter um, and I think it's because I got a new phone and the Twitter icon is like super sexy. I don't ow, know. Ow. I don't know why. I just like, okay, so let me try this. I'm going to throw a couple pebbles out and see what happens. I used to didn't mind Twitter. I still, I still think it's like loud ass whispering, but, um, I don't know. Lately I've been like using it and just coming, you know, and so in the midst of all of the sunken Sammy conversations and, um, Y'all know who Sunken Sammy is. I'm glad you just cleared that up for me because last night before as I was winding down, mm-hmm. I saw someone say something about Sunken Sammy. I was like, what? That who is this? Me. But it, was it, there you go. Yeah. Because I was, so, okay. so basically my point was, you know, when Chrisette Michelle sang at the, uh, at Trump's inauguration, she was completely thrown into the trash bin, but Sunken mm-hmm. Sammy got all these, well, wait a minute, y'all don't really understand what he's saying. He's right. actually right nonsense. And I was like, mm. no, Y'all play too much. Y'all play so, too much. as a result of that, um, you know, Cosby and Nas and Khalees, mm. I've been just, you know, looking to see what people are doing. And I've ended up in these weird spaces. Like, um, I went on Instagram to get a picture to show somebody a particular hairstyle and ended up in a vortex. I don't even know how I got there. Oh, boy. But 
recently, yeah, yeah, and it's just diamond and silk, the little black. The uh, ladies that were yeah. down there at the Trump rallies yes. and stuff. So, I, I know of them. I did not realize that. I knew they were still a thing. I didn't realize how big of a thing they actually are. Are they? They are. They have like over six hundred thousand followers. What? Yes. <sighs> and it, they get invited to come to places. I know they used to. I think they recently had to. Oh, yeah, I get to go and coon about the country. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> okay. Nice. But they had. They recently had a. Um, I guess they were on. They had to do. A, they go to a hearing. They had to go to a Senate hearing to explain whether or not they had been given money um, to kind of mm-hmm. say what they were saying. <clears throat> and I guess somebody called them out, and so now they're on this. They claim they're not on a rampage, but they are being very vocal about what this guy said to them or whatever. And so, but were y'all paid or not? Honestly, it sounds like they were paid. Well, yeah, but I, I don't. Look, I can't even say that I understand the world that we're living in right now. I just right. saw the Infinity War, so, you know, if I could guarantee my peoples was okay, I might have Thanos come and snap his damn finger because it's just really insane. Um, but just follow, just not following, but looking through their timeline, it is amazing what social media can do for you if you actually have the time for it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can actually commit, I mean, these folks, they took, they did a, they did a podcast because they have podcasts. Of course they do. And then they took pictures of themselves making various faces and tweeted out those pictures with various captions around this, that, and the third. And I was like, wow. Like they meme themselves. They meme themselves. Okay. It's fascinating. That's so fascinating. Yeah, and it, it's and they're using it to kind of make their point around, you know, the criticisms that they've gotten. And um, I think they, I can't remember who they were. Oh, because of them, I found out about some little white girl in Oklahoma who wore uh, a Chinese silk dress, the Kwapo. I don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese traditional Chinese silk dress. Um, she wore it to prom because she liked it. She found it at a vintage store. This child has gone from being a regular kid in Oklahoma, I think, to now being verified on Twitter because it caused such an uproar. Such an uproar that she has gotten all this media attention for like it because of me just minding you know just right, just right. seeing I've got I've, I've I stumbled on that I stumbled on Tommy Lauren and her um Mm-mm. her pleas that the the that the right not take not jump on the sunken Sammy bandwagon he's not a real conservative and then I and somehow ended up on a retweet that I saw that I don't want to call her by her name, but I don't know. I have to come up with another name for that woman. The black woman who is now like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's her face? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she who shall not be named mm-hmm. um, tweeted out something. Because now her and, you know, as far as she's concerned, her and her and something Zammy are all the, they, they BFFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the best. And yeah. so somewhere Justin Bieber said something about how, you know, just because we don't agree doesn't mean we can't love each other. And it's just... It's been a. It's and this been is really the thing random. about love. I can love you. That means I ain't got. The, I don't have to fool with you. I can love you with my heart and want what's best for you, hmm. and then go on with my life or not. I'm, I'm here in... for love. I'm totally here for love. But, sir, I love you to the point where I will say, perhaps get help, and then I'll walk away and leave the whole thing alone. But this is the thing. I don't even have to express it, even if the love's there. Right. I don't have to express it. Right. Oh, yeah, I ain't got the no. So I hear what you're saying. No, I ain't got the. And Justin Bieber? Yes. No. Somebody's sir. like, you're from Canada. Shut up. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> and B of all, you don't have an ancestor <laughs> to speak of. Right. There's a lot going on. There's you know, so it's, much it's, going on. You know, and then I've been catching the, um, if slavery were an option memes. And I have to say that. I haven't that seen any of those. I have. And I, and I, I get what people are trying to do. I legitimately don't like it. I legitimately find that this is not, I do not, when it comes to enslavement, I do not play about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think jokes, I don't let people, I don't like, I don't let, I don't let anybody in my family tell me they've been worked like a Hebrew slave or that they, they, they they're not allowed to refer to work as a plantation because we will never understand what that was like. We will never understand the breadth of that. And I don't even think it's cool to make fun of that. You're right. Um, you know, and do better people. What's wrong with you? (laughs) And so I get the I, I totally understand 
the the need to figure out a way to make sense of what Sunken Sammy is saying. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I don't. I don't get the need to figure that out. I don't understand why it matters. Why it needs to be clarified? You said what you said, right? I think for me, the problem is that as someone who does, you know, keep an ancestral altar, like I see all of this complaining and all this yelling and all this back and forth, and it's like, okay, here's the thing: we don't acknowledge our ancestors except in times like this, mm-hmm. and so I have a problem with those memes because I feel like there's an opportunity here. Instead of making these memes, why don't you pull up pictures of your ancestors? Right. You know, if you really want to take a stand against what was said, this is a great opportunity to learn more about your people. Mm -hmm. As opposed to fishing around for, you know, really great images and then coming up with really witty sayings. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a lot of brilliance. Like, some of the things that I've seen, yeah, if I were in that mood, if I could manage... If I could, if I could step out of the space that I am about it, right. I might actually find funny. But mm. to me, this is not a laughing matter. Right? Like four hundred years is not that long ago. It's really not. And when you think about how long, um, in terms of black people in this country, mm-hmm. in terms of access to legal, mm-hmm. actualized citizenship, this country has had more experience with slavery than it has has with with freedom. freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think any of this is funny. Right. And I think that people fail to realize that and fail to realize also that America, like you said, America in general is a young nation. Right. And we look at the, 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 you know, the nations that have been around the world forever and ever. America is super young. And like Kat said, the bulk of our, our lives the American life has been um, with people enslaved. <laughs> and not only enslaved, but then from there, um, marginalized in some form of fashion. Well, not, and even from, I mean, just, it's, I mean, when we think about what slavery does, it establishes mm-hmm. very clearly that blackness is always going to be less than. Yep. It says that blackness is good for this kind of labor. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So anybody coming in with, you know, a higher level of thinking, you know, an idea, a way of going about things, you know, a perspective on religion that maybe they hadn't thought of cannot possibly be, you know, human mm-hmm. because black people aren't capable of this. And so when we think about the fact that, um, you know, people being shot in yeah. Obama's backyards, that recent, the recent story um, in Manhattan, the guy that used to be part of Obama's administration, how he was... The police called his neighbors called the police on him as he was moving into his own apartment mm. in Manhattan. I mean, these types of things that I mean, from Starbucks to what happened at the Waffle House mm-hmm. um, with Chiquita, uh, Com- Chiquita Coleman Howard. Mm-hmm. This is part. This is what slavery has wrought. Like yeah. it's the 21st right. century and we're literally still dealing with the, with the fruit of, of right. those seeds. Sown. And so Sunken Sammy says this ridiculous thing mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to provide i'm supposed to give up an hour of my life to listen to him talking to charlemagne like no i don't know because no. even if you think that what you're doing is free if that's if you genuinely believe that's a free thought yeah i yeah i think of it more of as like a free radical like yeah, that yeah, joint yeah. is about sure. to become cancer like it, you need to get rid of that because yep. that's not helping you and this is why i'm pleased with and i don't know how tmz setup is um does everyone just have a camera at their desk just in case well something i think pops off? Well, like how was know. this recorded so this, well because i think if you if you go back and look at the video he had a mic on the brother van yeah because what they do is they i've seen clips where they they have a pool in the front and then people can shout out like other reporters or contributors can shout out their thoughts or whatever. Okay. So as stories are breaking, people can weigh in from their desks or things. Of That's that what I was wondering. Okay, and I'm not real real familiar <coughs> with TMZ. Right. That's one of those things that I, I know they've evolved greatly over the years. Look, um, let us not forget they're the one that broke the Michael Jackson death. For oh anybody right. else, did they, they sure were the first did. ones? Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, how does this brother just have like we're so we have this wonderful video, right? Um somebody was nearby to record it and get the audio and everything's great. Right. I don't care how it happens. That's a side note for the record folks. The point is I'm making here is that brother van broke it down yeah, so that it may forever be broken. Right. It was beautiful. I it felt was. like what he said was more than enough. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was absolutely appropriate. Yeah. I felt like it was a nice balance of compassion yep. and anger. Yep. 
Um, there's another part of it afterwards where, um, and this is why I think Sunken Sammy is problematic because one, I don't believe, I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's mentally ill. I'm really not. I'm convinced that he really is. He's just his, his sense of reality. He's been allowed. like his his president. Yeah. He's been allowed (laughs) to exist, Mm -hmm. um, for the for the sheer entertainment and enjoyment of us all in a lot of ways like it, sometimes i can't tell if he is some sort of meta um what are those things called jester like okay. i can't tell if he's actually on some next level stuff or if he's just a, a court gesture who happens to get paid like right. i'm not really clear on what's going on right um but i feel like you are messing with people's lives when you mm-hmm. come out your mouth and say whatever like if you want to make terrible shoes and people want to pay 250 dollars for Fine. ripped up t-shirts i have no problem with that because that's your money do what you mm-hmm. want but when you start making those kinds of ridiculous statements mm-hmm. um where you are dismissive mm-hmm. and contrarian just because you think that that's hot with and, and admittedly ignorant, willfully it willful and admittedly ignorant in the sense that you don't read books and you you think your life is somehow going to be enough experience for you to understand what's happening in the world. Like you who don't travel without, like I want, like one of my questions, like I would love to do an interview with him. Yeah, and I'd be like, do you carry an ID? Have you ever in the in the in the last ten years of your life mm-hmm. have you had to carry an ID? Right. Have you ever walked into a store and had somebody, you know, look at you like, you know... Right. Because if they did, you'd be like, y'all know who I am? Right. So, you know, and even if you look at the um, the video, there's a lot of footage after, you know, the clips or whatever. There's a point after he's gone off and said all the stuff he says on TMZ, where before Van responds to him, where he's basically challenging everyone in that little space mm-hmm. there, asking them, like, well, what do you, you know, how many people think that I've changed their lives? I mean, he's asking these really egotistical, ego-driven questions. And it's hard to, it's what I find fascinating. I was like, okay, so you all think that after watching what this man has said and then watching his actions after, not only does he try to kind of get, it's like, it's almost like he knows he's gone too far. So now he's looking for people to weigh in and, and sign val- in and validate, and validate what he said. Mm-hmm. And when he, and it was in the midst of him asking those questions. Or and, ignore what he said. Right. And then. Right. Yeah. But because, look what I've done for you. Right. Because I've inspired you. I've. Because let's not forget there is um, another brother that's when the interview happened, there was a brother sitting at the front with him who was part of the interview who didn't say anything. When he said what he said, I thought I'm assuming that but that man's as a black man, but when he asked this question around, um, you know, raise your hand if 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 what I said makes sense to you, da 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 da. I'm like, what? Why does that matter if you right. truly are about free? If thought, this is free thought, right? Say your thought and keep it moving. You don't need the validation. And then when Van says what he says to him, um, they're trying to get him to come back to the front. He's like, well, no, you know. <laughs> Let me go hug this brother. I'm like, That's first of all, going. That brother like, don't want he your doesn't hug. want your hug. Like your hug is not. You just said no. something. Yeah. Just because offensive. I said you hurt me. It, that what you let me say this that what you said is hurtful because right. that's what Van said. Right. And quite frankly, it's hurtful. Right. That does not mean I want your hug. Right, sir. And that does it, not mean that your hug can make with, anything better. Right. And it's a microaggression. It's it a is. macroaggression. In the sense of I've said nobody's asking for your bodily contact. No. Nope. And he also made a comment, like, in the way that he was going, he's like, well, you know, do you know, dude's real mad, like, he want to fight me. And I'm like, no. No, because if he wants to fight you, you'd have been fought. Well, but this is the thing. And this is the problem that I have with this idea that this dude is somehow brilliant or a genius or whatever. He says what he wants to say because he thinks it's going to get him attention. And this guy, I mean, when, and to, you know, to his credit, I was actually quite impressed that he sat there and listened to what, or at least took Uh, what was being said to him. Mm -hmm. Whether or not he really processed it, I can't tell based on what else I've seen since that particular Mm -hmm. situation. But this idea of, because I don't agree with you, that somehow I want to fight you. That's right. what white people say That's about black exactly. people. exactly, yeah. Sir, no one said anything about wanting to fight you. He has every right. You have yep. basically dismissed his Everything entire line mm-hmm. by saying that, that slavery was a choice. Yeah. Because for 400 mm-hmm. years. And you basically let white people off the hook. Right, exactly. You know, You're, they're looking at you now, and well, looking at us now, like, see, Kanye said that it wasn't. Right. See, so why can't you guys get over it? Well, right. because Kanye got y'all's money. Right. And uh, Kanye, just like Van said, doesn't have to live the life that we're over here living. And that's why I would be like, do you carry an ID? I mean, what is it like for you? Because 
the typical black man can't walk mm-hmm. out into the world and, and not have his guard up. You got security guards. I was praying for a young man I saw jogging the other day, but this is at home. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, cover him because he's out running. Right. He don't need no trouble in the streets of, of Virginia. Right. Where he could get pulled over or questioned for exercising. For exercising. Right. You know, those are the things that, yeah, you're right. <coughs> Sunken Sammy doesn't have to do. You he doesn't. You don't have to worry about none of he that. He never has to worry about that. Nope. And if you don't know who he is, and he might turn not around because and ask. blackness, it's because of your money. Sir. Right. Well, you know, you've, you've, that's why I said I really loved what Van, like, I, I wondered what it took for him to manage. I thought what he did was a very brave thing. I also thought the way he articulated mm, it mm. was like it was beautiful he kept his cool it was he, beautiful his voice didn't shake at all he didn't waver the brother expressed what many of us right feel but he he articulated it perfectly it was beautiful perfectly it really really was Mm-mm-mm. you know i'm re i'm listening to this audiobook of the free states of jones mississippi's longest civil war okay i ain't gonna lie part of the reason i got the audiobook was because Mahashala Ali is narrating it. Is he? Yeah. Can I hear it? <laughs> you oh, excuse me. But this is ah. a, this is you know this is um, um Victoria E Bynum is the is the is the author and she her father is from this part of Mississippi and this is a um Jones is uh is apparently is an area historically that when the secession was happening was like yo we're not seceding. And so there's this huge, mm. and it's kind of like this mixed race, it becomes this mixed race colony. Mm. Just, it, it's, I'm still trying to follow it. It's a lot to try to process, which is why I'm glad I did the audiobook. But, um, you know, in the midst of all this being said, I, I'm listening to this audiobook and I'm taking in all of this, this very uh, layered history mm-hmm. that we have as in this country and how the assumption, you know, because, because what, in a lot of ways, what we're dealing with is, all of the assumptions that we have when somebody sides or this or that. And in this particular case, you have, um, I can't remember his name, so apologize for that. But the, the main person who's kind of the leader of this was, I think, part of the Confederate flag, Confederate army, but then was like, yo, we're not doing this. Mm. We're not succeeding. We're, we're out of this. Like, right. we don't. And, right. and what it brings to bear is the number of Southerners who didn't agree with secession mm-hmm. and who weren't necessarily pro-union, but kind of were like possibly pro-agrarian. Like we just want to leave our space the way it is. Mm. And one of the things that it's going into in far as conversation is how slavery is something that, um, the way we see like Walmart. Yeah. Um, in terms of this big idea that kind of takes over and just kind of throws out <clears throat> and dis and disenfranchises the, the smaller community stores mm-hmm, around it mm-hmm. that's kind of what slavery does wow that it comes in and it becomes a it's fascinating slavery not only is this horrible system that oppresses and 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 um and demeans and tra- traumatizes group of people it also becomes at some point it becomes a badge of aristocracy mm-hmm. so in rewriting it so basically there's this it all starts with this this court case where the great-grandson of um, one of the descendants of this particular town is being questioned it's in 1940s so it's oh, the 1940s mm-hmm. and so the problem is he looks white mm. but it's believed that he's actually one-eighth black okay <clears throat> because he's from this particular part of Mississippi and so the question is whether or not his great grandmother was a black woman. Was she a Creole? Was she, mm. you know, um, plain old Negro? You know, right, all of right, these right. things. And depending on what the court, you know, the court has to make a decision. And depending on what people remember, that will determine whether or not him marrying this white woman was against the law. Wow. Because he would have been what he's being brought up on charges for is that he has um, that he has broken the miscegenation laws. It's bananas. It is bananas. And so when y'all, they, the silence was me rolling my eyes. When like, they wow. when they take this one story and they have to go back and they start tracing the roots. The issue is, um, the person. Oh God, I gotta remember his name. The person that is the the captain has this this dual history. There's one side of his family that's all white and like you know you all are race traitors and some more stuff because mm-hmm. you went down there and you slept with 
with Negro women and rah, 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 and you created like this, this, right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other side, the side that is mixed race. It's like, no, we're proud of what, you know, great granddad did because he kind of stood for his ground and all this other stuff. And so when you think mm-hmm. about free thinkers, you know, Sunken Sammy's walking around talking about free thought. And right. like, I'm listening to this particular thing. And what you're seeing is how free thought gets squelched, like yeah. genuine free thought gets squelched. Mm-hmm. And every time um, these small planters who are trying to grow, you know, who are trying to have multiple rooms, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about the wills of some of these cats and having a feather bed, having multiple feather beds was a sign of wealth back then because, you know, you as a planter, you didn't make a lot of money. Right, yeah. But people coming in with slaves were actually creating these imbalances wow. that were making it difficult for these smaller planters. So one of the suggestions is possibly that for those who were who were not for the South or secession or the Civil War, it was because they saw slavery as a threat to their way of life. Right, right. And simply just being able to grow right. food, sell it, and, and just kind of maintain Live themselves. their lives, right. And so slavery it becomes... For this part of society, a badge of manliness. Like if you had a slave, you right, had right, slaves. Right. Mm-hmm. Your your manliness was 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 elevated right. as a result of that yep. because you owned people. Mm-hmm. And um, the woman, the the writer who's against her ancestor, like who's writing against her ancestor, is a white woman mm-hmm. who is intensely racist. Like she's she she is in order to create this narrative around her great her ancestor. She makes the black women out to be these harlots and these terrible witches and demons and all this other stuff because she genuinely wants to remove that part of the family. Wow. They want it, that legacy. They want to cut it out altogether. So when I think of, you know, someone saying that 400 years, that was a choice. I was like, that's crazy so to there me. There are so many layers that go beyond simply revolting <coughs> and going and starting our lives elsewhere. Right. Because it's like you do... Because we try. Multiple times. Many people did. You know, and the thing is... And the, succeeded in the... Right. But the thing of it is, is that if not for the perseverance of those that yeah. endured... You would A lot of people wouldn't be here. Yep. Including you, good sir. Right. And I think that slavery is such... Like, I will never not... I will never have a problem with slave narratives, movies. Like, keep creating them. Because clearly... Y'all ain't getting it. You know, I have no problem with it. I'm not yeah. one of those people I'm that believes that we, 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 we've had enough slave movies. Yeah. I don't think we've actually touched the surface on right. what we should be looking at when it comes to enslaved peoples mm-hmm. um, in, this, um, in, this, uh, in, this, in this day and age. And so I'm, I'm all too happy to make sure that, yeah. you know, if there's more conversations that can be had, we have them because... To reduce that number of years to, like, it's nothing. Like, it's not a big deal. Right. It's crazy to me. Yeah. It is. It really is. And I think that even as as so many of us, being that we don't have these families. One of the things that I admire about Kat and her family um, are she has a lot of pictures of her family. So, um, I, uh, around and, and which, y'all know, which I just didn't mean to cut you off, but which is interesting because my family being Muslim, uh-huh. I'm not supposed to. So really? luckily, yeah. Cause I'm not a practicing Muslim. Um, um, I kind of have become the family historian. Like oh, for me, wow. yeah, you're in Islam and well, I should say in certain sects of Islam, okay. you're not images. Like you, you can have abstracts. So like you can have, um, Calligraphy is a big part of, of, uh, okay, of sort of right. like you know, but the idea of an actual form is not allowed. Really? Yeah, in some in some sects of, of the religion. Look at me yeah. learning new things. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, for me, it's a reminder. Like this is why those memes bother me right. because I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that, <clears throat> and, and to my point, I think that some people, a lot of people, especially now with. The, these images being so readily available, like you said, people are not taking the time to consider their own right. history. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people are detached from right. um, this time in our history. And by some people, I mean black folks. Right. A lot of us are missing it. And it's not real to us because we don't have family photos. Right. Because we don't have stories. Because what our families were ripped apart. Right. Because families were left when... Uh, you know, uh, they made it to Chicago. Right. Right. <laughs> um, then the rest of the family was a lot of times was left in the South and separated. So we don't have that history. So I think that somewhere along the line, we are able to detach ourselves from history. There are generations of, of, of us that are able to do so. And uh, it's unfortunate. 
And so I, I'm grateful for people like you and uh, others who are willing to um, not not make light of slavery or the ancestors at all. I, I you know, as as a first gen, I remember <laughs> I remember that was one of my greatest fears when I learned about slavery in school, mm-hmm. being concerned that there was a whole line of us here somewhere that we didn't know about mm-hmm. that had suffered and we had no idea about. And I remember going home like almost in tears because mm. I was worried and telling my mom I was like mom what you know are, are any of us here that that were brought over as slaves like what do we like I was legit like wow, what do we need to do because we need to make yeah. sure they're okay like I was concerned and she just looked at me like what are you talking Child, about what? and I said <laughs> you know I learned about slavery today and I just need to know are any of us you know were any of us taken and she's just looking at me like no like man we came straight on our own accord She's like, I know. She's like, I, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do, I don't understand. I was like, Mom, there are people, you know, black Americans. They were brought. I mean, you know, that's because of what happened. And they were. T- and I was like, I was distraught. Oh. It was crazy. And so she um, she sat me down and told me to breathe. And um, she basically. <laughs> can, can I, am, I just imagine. I, I was a dramatic ass kid. And so. Um, no. I know. It's hard to imagine. But I, I think I was. Same. Absolutely... And that's why we're here together now. Because <laughs> Lord knows. Singing songs. <laughs> Whole song. <laughs> so she, um, she showed me. My mother had these two tiny marks on her face. And she okay. showed them to me. She's like, these marks are representative of your family line. And. Wow. Um, you know, scarification is, is big in lots of parts of the of the continent. But um, in Nigeria, you know, different groups have different ways. Like, you know, I had uncles who had full-on, che- you know, cheek, cheek scars. I've mm-hmm. had, you know, I've had seen, women, you know, aunties who had this, you know, similar things. And so she was like, well, you know, your family, you know, your mom, your grandmother was technically a princess. And I was like, what are you talking about? So she gives me this whole backstory about... Because I don't, we don't know much about our grandmother, my maternal grandmother. She's, okay. she's, we have, everyone has the same picture. Like, that's it. We don't have wow. anything else mm-hmm. outside of the same picture that we have of her. And that's from all the cousins and everything. And so she basically told us that the marks um, were a symbol of her high birth. And so the likelihood that we would have, even if we had been snatched, we would have been returned. Like, there was an understanding. And that was the first time I realized because of the way slavery was taught in school, that was the first time my mother telling that story was the first time I realized that there were people who were of, you know, who were African, who understood, who, who were part of the mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it had never occurred to me because I didn't understand the geography. didn't understand the history. I always just saw these white, terrible people coming right. in and just snatching everybody. Snatching everybody. Right, right. And so she was, so she, her telling me that there was an understanding and a mm-hmm. system in place that if anyone was snatched, they were always checked for a certain mark. And if they had a mark, that was kind of wow. part of this understanding that they would be taken back or, or let go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, so there's probably no one from our line here. And, and this is why we need to get <coughs> on to Zora Neale Hurston's, the newest release. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Barracoon, Barracoon, Barracoon. The name will come to me. Um <clears throat> Excuse me, but that because it tells a story, and we mentioned that in yep. the last episode, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, you were talking about episode eleven, talking about this story and how she interviewed Dora Neale Hurston, I believe, in nineteen twenty-seven. Um, interviewed the last living slave, like the last piece of black cargo. And that what? Came. Yeah, and what I'm hearing, um, Better Coon, yeah, the last piece, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, got it. What I'm hearing also is that this, for I don't know why I saw something, I don't know, and I have to check to see if I'm correct, that he may have also been um that he may have also had a memory around the uh the actual smuggling yeah 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 yeah. that his name is kujo lewis yep last known survivor of the atlantic slave trade smuggled from africa on the final slave ship to arrive Mm -hmm. so he actually has that middle passage memory at 95 yeah and he has the memory of other tribes capturing other people Mm mm-hmm and then selling them to the white men. Right. And so I want to get into that even more. Well, um, it comes out May 8th. So the gotcha. book will be out next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I think is fascinating, like when we talk about genius and the way we ascribe genius today, like Zora Neale Hurston to me is a genius. And quite as it's kept, what is fascinating about Zora Neale Hurston is that as much as we think 
she's like super down. Like she was, she believed that black people had everything and more. Like she was very proud of her blackness. Um, but she also didn't feel like her blackness was something that she needed to to right. to wear on her sleeve all the time. So she's a very and when it when I think of the term free thinker, because I still don't understand what context is being used with some of these folks. But when I think of what that term actually means to me, Zora Neale Hurston is exemplifies yeah. that because mm-hmm. in a lot of ways she's a conservative. Like a lot of people assume. Yeah. That her political leanings and all of that would fall in line with what we traditionally think as, of what black people do. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And she's actually not that. She was very much a conservative in mm-hmm. her in her thinking and um, in the way that she felt government should be uh, involved in, in citizens' lives. She probably would have, she probably would, if she were alive, they would be a Republican. Right. Right. And, and I can, again, I can appreciate that in like you, in some, in some <coughs> ways. Um, this has really opened up a a whole lot. And somebody posted the other day during all this, like, look, while y'all talking about, oh boy, what we need to be talking about is what exactly is free thinking. Right. Because like you said, I think that people don't really have an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, free thinking doesn't mean that you just say whatever the hell comes to your mind. Right. You have to have some sort of. I mean, you have to observe and you have yeah. to read. Like it, the the idea of free thought is that after you have processed these different perspectives, you are clear on why you think what you think. Right, right. And I tell my nieces and nephews and young people that I speak to all the time, you need to at least be able to tell why you right. feel the way you feel right. about anything. Right. And it's fine. You can feel it, but you better have a reason, not just because. You know, Sunken Sammy. Sunken Sammy. That is his name I will not use. I know. You heard me. Cu- um. right. Well, but this is the thing. I mean, this is the beauty of Azorna Hurstie. She was an active learner. Mm-hmm. She, was an observer. she was an observer. I mean, she wanted to prove that black people were just as smart, just as talented, mm-hmm. just as capable mm-hmm. as anybody else. Like, she spent, like, one of the things that she was known for is that she went around Harlem measuring people's heads. Because she wanted to prove... Um, she wanted to disprove this junk science nonsense that black people had smaller brains. Right. So she got people to take off their hats. That is great. So she could measure their heads because she was, anthropology was really important to her. Right. She was a cultural anthropologist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the thing of it is, is that when you think about, um, what I think is fascinating about Zora Neale Hurston is that she does not get the credit that she should while she's alive. Mm -hmm. She can be, you know, she does some stuff that she shouldn't have done because I still think she should have given... Um, Langston Hughes credit for Mule Bone instead of copywriting it on her own. That's a whole nother story. Um, But she gets out in the world. Like, she doesn't just sit back. Like, one of the things that's beautiful about her is that she will go, she goes to Haiti to study Vodun. That's how she became initiated. She wrote, I think it was, yeah, she wrote Their Eyes Were Watching God in three weeks while she Mm. was in Haiti. You know what I'm saying? And so she's she she really goes out into the world like her observations, her writings are a reflective of someone who has observed, engaged across the spectrum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so she would probably she probably would sit down and have um, lunch with Trump and talk to him. And and but the difference would be that she'd be an individual that would then challenge his she wouldn't just be there for the photo op. No, she wouldn't be there for the photo op. And she wouldn't let you take a picture of she her. She wouldn't just Steve to be Harvey to think. No, she wouldn't Steve. <laughs> she wouldn't Steve Harvey. She wouldn't think. Steve Harvey. No, I don't. But I think she would have sat down and talked yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. I think that she um I think that she would, you know, as much as people want to disparage like Tyler Perry, I think she would actually find Tyler Perry, you know, quite successful. Mm-hmm. She wrote this um she's this really great essay that I use in class called The Characteristics of Negro Expression. And she reduces black expression to these very, to these 10 very specific um, presentations. And one of them is drama. Mm. You know, she talks about drama. She talks about um, asymmetricness. You know, she talks about uh, the inability to, uh, you know, the, that gossip is a characteristic. Mm. And when you read it, it, for some students, it's offensive. Can you send me that? Yeah. I'm about to be a student of Reese's. No. Y'all don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of my favorite essays from her only because 
I don't know if I agree with her, and I also don't know if I myself am not offended by what she right. said. But it's so beautifully written, you kind of forget. Like, am I? I feel I feel away, but I don't know if like, I should feel away. I'm offended. Yeah, I think I'm offended, but I'm not sure. But she had because there are moments you're like, "Yo, that's so true. That's what we do." And then you're like, "I don't know about that." You ain't just gonna be calling us out, right? So you know, and that's the thing. She yeah. writes what she knows, and she knows what she writes. You know, she doesn't she doesn't mince words, and she's very clear. I mean, she has another essay. Um, that uh, where she basically establishes that she doesn't become black until she leaves Eatonville, mm. and that even at in Eatonville, the all black town that she's from, she's just this fun loving person who just wants to meet people and hang out. Right. And you know when the white people drive by Eatonville, she's out there dancing and getting them to throw money at her, and the respectability police of the black folks are like, "What are you doing? You don't do that for white. You don't dance for white people. What are you doing?" And so she's often kind of caught between trying to appeal to their sense of what is appropriate because blackness with a little B says you can only show up this way in this, in this world versus the part of her that's like capital B cultural and, and borderline possessed with the spirits of her grandmothers and her great grandmothers. She just wants to, you know, she just wants to shout and have a good time. Mm -hmm. So she's, to me, she is an example of what that so-called free thinking absolutely Mm -hmm. is. Um, I'm here for that. Yeah. And just the, even the bit I know, what I know about her from reading, you know, different things and just small, <clears throat> the little bit I know, um, I can totally agree with you. And I look forward to delving deeper into her essays. Uh, it's been years since I visited, you know, mm-hmm. read any of them. I'm the type that I'll read a thing and then I'll be done. I'm the same with movies. Mm-hmm. I don't really go back and do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, with reading, I need to. There's yeah, some, I mean, a I, lot of things like this, mm-hmm. I read so young mm-hmm. that my mind, of course, was in a totally right, different right, space. Then. Right. And it changes because every time I reread it, I'm like, mm. yeah, there are things that I thought I was cool with. And I'm like, no, I'm not cool with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's another essay by a <laughs> sister named Marita Bonner, and it's called On Being Young, A Woman in Colored. I think that's the order. Okay. And... She, again, is pushing this. I mean, this woman is, you know, early 19, like 1920s, I think. Mm -hmm. Very similar thinking in the sense of as individuals, Mm -hmm. as black women, we have the right to kind of show up however we want to show up. Society says, you you know, that we somehow owe the black community, that we should help our black Mm -hmm. community. When really what you want to do is just, you know, you want to be married, you want to have kids, but you also want to go to Broadway shows and, you know, be pretty. Like, you know, there's that. And she actually calls for she says this she has this really great line she was like being a woman you can wait when she's talking about the racism that black women in particular have to deal with mm. and um and the sexualization particularly mm. by white men and by everyone that they have that black women have to deal with moving out into the world and i thought about that essay when i saw um a tweet by somebody um that was like you know can some black woman go give you know some some, some can send me a, a hug <laughs> And one of my friends, Simone um, Breziando, mm-hmm. copied that joint. Was like, that was absolutely. Brilliant. Now she no. broke down why that is not only it offensive so but good. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can't fix all y'all. Y'all need to do some of the work on. And y'all. you don't want us, you know, when we when we're like, hey, well, let's ride this through and let's be together. You don't want us, and then mm-hmm. when you mess up, some black woman's supposed to come in and. and you know, a friend of mine, Ty, because um, this is the, the, a London thread, was like, why do you think that is? I was like, oh, you didn't know? Black women are dustbins. That's what we do. That's what we do. Clean we just, up, we everybody just clean up everybody else's stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's all we're good for. Because y'all don't want us when, you know, nope. when there's money to be made and when there's, you know, things to be done. But mm-hmm. when you make a mistake, now we're supposed to come in here with Kleenex and, yeah. and Clorox wipes and, and kind of... our boats and things. Right. And disinfect you. Right. That's something. And and it's I've been finding this uh that that idea um that Simone brought up coming up a lot of sisters right. are speaking that same thing right now and I found like, okay, is this just like I wanted to make sure that I don't just hop on a right a bandwagon or a thought trail. Um but I I have a poem, the the poem trilogy where mm-hmm. I start out, you know, I'm Y'all been using my blackness against me forever. Right. You know, I don't want to just, I'm not just here for when you need to be, feel protected. Right. Or, or, or entertained. Right. But that's how we feel. That's why we were talking about little girl Mm -hmm. and uh, blackish. Right. Baby girl, she's already perpetuating the angry black woman. She is the angry black woman starter kit. And I'm like, what is going on? We're talking about Diane. I love her. Yeah, Diane. While I love her character, I love her as an actress. She's the little girl. She's hilarious. She's very witty. Right. And whatnot. You, you definitely 
pointed out that that angry black woman started kid, or you know, junior. What'd you call it? Yeah, I told angry, yeah, angry she's kind of like yeah. the junior angry black woman in terms of. And the thing I find is fascinating is that in that characterization, that's just that's accepted. Yeah, like yeah. that's just you know, Diane's just she's probably going to be a sociopath, and I get the jokes and all of that. Yeah. Because the other one is, you know, Jack is not very smart, which, mm-hmm. again, I don't, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But, I mean, just this Why idea. Why the boys are both so dumb? Like, anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, Blackish is. We could unpack that one. Yeah, that's, that's probably a two, three part series. Because right. we still haven't watched the, um, I watched the episode after the HBCU um, episode, and okay. I haven't watched the most recent one. But it's been interesting watching people legit lose their, they're just losing their mind behind um, this last one around the two, the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. uh, Bo and Dre, having these issues, and it's like, but which we called, by the way, yes, a few months ago, yes, we, or a few episodes ago, we did talk about that. How we wanted to see more of them, their marriage, and their because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. They're always one thing, right, for the most part. And so then here it goes. This last episode was bringing their marriage to the forefront as far as not being the perfect. I haven't seen it either. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, as far as them being this this perfect suburban suburban couple, um, you know the token Negroes in the neighborhood. Well, you know I'm I'm because I know we're we're running out of time. We sure are. We got a whole hour. Yeah, this is not normally us, but there's a lot to talk about. There was a lot. To I had to get it off my chest. Touch on an ounce of it. I know. We sang a great song or three. We got excited about the songs though. The songs, you know, <laughs> song or three. <laughs> this is how you get. You know, that's how you keep the joy going. You just, you know, find you, you know, you find your weirdo friends and you sing songs in the street. <laughs> but um, as far as Blackish is concerned, I will say this and watch and kind of reviewing the whole thing. One of the conclusions that I've come to is that um, to a certain extent, Dre is color struck. And he purposely marries a woman that's never going to be able to check him because, as far as we can tell, she doesn't have the cultural um, mm-hmm. foundation to understand her light skin privilege and how it's playing out in her marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's probably for another day. It is for another day. The people... Uh, okay. I think that was a co-sign by the ancestors. Like, you right. It was. That was... They, that was y'all like an ancestor, that, but... That we... was an ancestor pop. <laughs> that was an ancestor pop. A jar lid pop somewhere. <laughs> right. At on, that moment. At that moment. <laughs> like, yes. I feel like that was a great sign. It was like your... Um, yeah. Your pop. The pop. Your pop. Yeah. That was the ancestors giving you a pop of uh of approval. Of approval. Yeah, they pop was knocking approval. on my they was knocking on my door last Saturday. <laughs> Thought I had to call the police, so you know. It's a lot going on. The ancestors are not pleased with some of us. We've got to get it together, child. <laughs> we need to get it together. They look we at really us like do. really? All this we got we, we went through. This for, and this is this? what y'all doing? This is what this, you get? this is what y'all are doing? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep on. Keep on. Oh. All right, so we um, are planning a big summer. We do have a big summer plan. Um, and I think that our goal um, is to get this listenership up. Yes. So I'm going to ask all of you, if you like what you're hearing, please <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. Share. Again, share. Um, we're going to do some major overhauling in the next couple of weeks. So there'll be a lot more other... I've been doing some research. There'll be some more platforms that you can find us on. Mm-hmm. Um and this season's about to come to a close. We're yes. going to close this out at the end of May, the end of this month. Yeah, because we have all the allness happening. Yeah, so we, we yeah we're gonna give we're we're gonna hopefully come back with a special you know <laughs> August edition that will be just our our man we got a summer off plan the kick off of the new season which is what we did in the summer chow so Ooh. we want to make sure that we are um, that we have your ears and that we have. Your thoughts, so please, you know, subscribe, share, um, comment. Um, like, like, I love that y'all call me and text me, like, yo, y'all are crazy, y'all are so much fun. But if you could actually do that in a feed or a, yeah. as part of the comments, we have our Facebook page, something in regard to randomness. We are on Instagram mm-hmm. in regard to randomness, and of course, you can comment on the SoundCloud page. Right. You can rate us, <coughs> rate us in the Apple Store, uh, Apple Podcast Store, yep, and uh, Google Play, yep. Um, we are both on both ends of that as well. So please. Please, please, please. We we like we do like the feedback. We joke about uh, debating your mama, and you can't go do that. We we not here to debate, but we do enjoy feedback because we are growing with you. Yes. So if there's something you want to hear, something you want us to uh, address, uh, let us know. 
for real, for real. And we're going to be moving to video. We're going to be bringing in video soon. Yes. Um, we just have to, you know, it's hard when we don't live close to each other. So yeah. we're going to work on that. Yeah. But thank you so much so far. This has been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. And we hope that you have had fun with us. So with that being said, I am Nina. I'm Kat. And this is something in regard to randomness. And we're out. Peace. Peace.